Um, let's pray. Let's pray. I know we've been praying, but I just want to pray to open up the service. Father, we just thank you, Lord. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you, Father. Who's ready to receive a word from heaven today? Come on. You need to expect God's best. We're in a series called Expecting God's Best. And if you don't expect his best, you will miss out on the thing that he wants to do in your life. So we have to expect God's best today. Let's expect his best. Let's expect by faith that he's going to answer things that have been on our spirit, that he's going to give us, you know, different uh, revelations from heaven <laughs> to, to help us in our time of need. So, Lord, we worship you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for using me. Anoint me today. I thank you, Lord. For, for divine invention today. I thank you for your angels to be here. And I just thank you, Lord God, for having to move in this place. If you are in agreement, everyone say amen. Amen. The name of this message is called, just a little, little few. The name of this message is called, What's in Your Hands? What's in your hands? Everybody say, what's in my hands? What's in my hands? Well, we're about to find out. <laughs> You guys may be seated. Yes. So there's going to be a lot of revelation today. I'm really, really excited about this message. It's going to be some. It's going to be a lot of teaching. Um, so feel free to, if you guys, you know, to have your phones out, you want to put notes in or whatever. This, I'm telling you, this, this is going. We're going to, we're going to unlock some things from heaven today that is so prophetic about our situation. Okay. All right. So I want to first start out by saying that this message today is not to drive us to work more for God. This message today is not to drive us to perform for God. The message today is to make us conscious, is to make us aware of the things that are in our hands. Okay. So today I want to talk to you, to, to you about a type of faith that we need in order to pass the test that's in our lives right now. And so as your pastor, I want to teach you and I want to show you uh, how to pass the test that you are in right now in this season. Because your test, I'm telling you right now, the test that, you, that you're in right now, that God has you in right now, it is separating you from the very thing. It's, it's separating you from some things that God has for you. It's separating you from some of God's best that he has for your life. God is not looking for perfection, okay? We're gonna make mistakes every day. We're gonna make mistakes every week. Who's not perfect? Anybody? Okay. I, th I thought I was alone, but I'm not alone. I'm glad you're not perfect either. We're gonna make mistakes all the time. This is not about perfection. This is not about any of that. But how many do you know that there's certain tests, there's certain tests that God puts us in to see if we're ready to handle the thing that he wants to release to us? You see, God doesn't want to release a blessing to you that's going to end up becoming your God. So he has to allow you to go through different seasons. When you look throughout scripture, you know, people all throughout the Bible had to go through certain seasons of testing. They had to go through certain seasons of faith so that God could release the greater. God wants to release the greater in your life, not because you're older. Okay? Not because you just had a birthday. God wants to release the greater because you have been obedient. You have done the thing that he has put in your hands. Okay? And so, I want you to know, like, we can repeat the same test year after year. 
if we don't do the thing that God is calling us to do. And so God is showing me that there's patterns that we have in our lives. There, there's, we repeat certain tests and we take it over and over again. God has put us in the same situation and we're not passing the test. And the reason why is because we're not being faithful to what he's already given us. Amen. You know, it takes faith to be faithful in a season where, you know, it, it looks awful. It, it takes faith being faithful in a season when you're not seeing the results. God tells you to love somebody. And it's hard to love somebody when they're not changing. God tells you to give, give your whole heart at this job that you're at. And it's like, God, how am I going to give my whole heart at this job when it's a dead-end job? God, it's hard for us to be faithful to God. It's hard for us to be obedient to God. It's hard for us to keep a good attitude when the thing that we're believing for is not here. Amen? And so in order for you and I to understand how to pass the test, we're going to first need to understand that you and I, ladies and gentlemen, are in a season. Everyone say season. season. I say it often. My wife says I say it like 10, 10 times every time I preach. But I always talk about seasons, the season that we're in. And I want to break down the season right now because you need to understand that life is about seasons. Ecclesiastes 3, 1. It says to everything, there is a season. Everyone say season. Season. A time for every purpose under heaven. My first point today, this is what you need to get. This is, listen, this, this is going to get really, really good. Really, really good. Is that every season of your life has a purpose. Every season of your life has a purpose. So just like we have natural seasons, we have, you know, winter, we have fall, we have spring, we have summer. There are seasons, spiritual seasons that you go through. And sometimes if we don't understand the season that we're in, we will repeat the same season. We're wondering why am I, why do I keep going through this financial situation? Why am I always struggling financially? Why do I keep repeating these cycles of these toxic relationships in my life? Why do I keep going through the same thing, it seems like, all the time? As soon as I get breakthrough, I get right back to that same place. We're repeating the same seasons. And it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter where you're from. It, it, it doesn't matter your background. God has you in a specific season right now. Right now, he is trying to show you something. Right now, no matter how old you are, no matter where you're from, he's trying to teach you something. And in order to go to the next season, you have to pass the test. You have to pass the test. I am so tired of seeing the church broke. I am so tired of seeing the church with no influence. You see, we know how to shout. We know how to say amen. We know how to carry big Bibles. We, we know how to do it all. We know how to talk right and say all, all the right things. But we keep repeating the same cycles and the same tests because we're still not being faithful with the very thing that God has put in our hands. What has God put in your hands? We're complaining about stuff if we don't understand that God is giving you something to steward over right now. And if you cannot steward over it, you're going to repeat the same test over and over again. And just like my wife shared with the tithe thing, 
that happened time before we started our own church a year and a half ago now. I mean, we God told us to tithe like crazy. When I was a single, when I was a single person, I learned to tithe. When I got married, I started tithing. And then we didn't just tithe; we would tithe, and then and then we would have an offering. We, the church that we went to, every single month, we would say, God, show us a family that we can bless. Show us a family that we can give money for groceries. Show us a family that we can just supply. That was the best thing in the world. We would come and the whole, we'd be in worship, I'd just scan the room. And we would have cash on us. I'm not playing. We had cash on us. I would just scan the room. Holy Spirit, show me who we can bless. Show me how we can be a blessing. And God would highlight people. And every single time we would go up to a person and they'll just start crying. Oh my God, this is exactly what I need. I can't tell you how many stories that we have. But God was teaching us in this season. We were in a season of faith. We were in a season of testing. If we could be faithful to what he put in our hands. God is saying, if you can be faithful to what he's put in your hands right now, you're, he's able to trust you. He's able to trust you into, in the next season where he wants to bring his increase. Amen. Can you imagine uh, anybody, anybody went to school? Elementary school, middle school, high school? I mean, you never know. It's 2020. <laughs> nah, man, what was that? <laughs> wouldn't it, wouldn't, okay, if you were in school and you were in a certain grade, right, no matter what grade you're in, and you have no homework, you don't have to study, and you don't have any tests, right? Let's say that happens. You don't have any homework, you don't have to study for anything, and you don't have any tests. If you skip the grade and you go to the next grade, eventually you're going to fail. And the reason why you're going to fail is because you weren't properly prepared in the season before. You see, God doesn't want to release anything to you so that you would just fail, that, that, that you would get to a point and lose it all. God doesn't want to see you get humiliated. He doesn't want to see you get embarrassed. He doesn't want to see you, you get to a place in front of people and then fall so hard you can't even recover. And so because he loves you so much, he has to properly prepare you for the next season. Amen. 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 So he has to go through a season of testing, a season of faith where he's able to instill things on the inside of you, where he's able to work on your heart, where he's able to show his love in this area so that, that, that he can begin to, to do what he wants to do in your life to prepare you for the next season. So. I'm going to say this. If God doesn't properly prepare us, this is what's going to happen for us. We, we want that house. But if we don't go through the season of testing before we get the house, when we get the house, we're going to forget about the one who gave us the house. We want the millions. We want the millions. Come on now. I don't know. We want the millions, okay? Amen. We want the millions, right? We, we, we want God's best for our lives. We want to be prosperous. We want to be abundant. We want to be able to help our city and help neighborhoods and be and be God's hand. We, we want that. But, but we cannot, God is not going to release that if we haven't been through the test of being a manager over thousands. If we can't be a manager and a good steward over thousands, and we can't pass the test to just steward over thousands, how is God going to release the millions? God will even, whew, God will even put you in a season. That sometimes we'll go through a season where the very thing that you want, somebody else has. And their blessing, they're, they're in another season, but the season that they're in is the season that you want to be in. 
And God will bring somebody around you that's doing the very thing that you want to do. God will bring somebody around you with the, with, with the thing, with the car, with this, with that, with, with the relationship, with the family, with whatever it is. He'll bring someone around you that, that is a mirror to the very thing that you want. And the test is, can you celebrate them? The test is, can you celebrate their blessing as if it was your blessing? The test is, can you celebrate their season like it's your season? And if you can't celebrate them, and you're dealing with jealousy, and you're dealing with envy, and, and, and hate, and all of, all of that, that means if God was to release the thing that you want, you would lose your identity in that blessing. So this, it's an indication that you're not ready, that you still have to go through this season of, of getting prepared because God doesn't want you to lose your soul because you want this thing so bad. So God has us go through this season of testing, the season of faith. Oh, we're about to break it down even more. Romans 1, 17. Something I'm really excited to teach. So excited to teach this. Amen. Romans 1, 17. For it says, it's on the screens as well. It says, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Everyone say faith. To faith. Did you know that there was different levels of faith? There's different levels of faith. God is always trying to increase your faith. He's always trying to take you from faith right here to faith up here. And I'm going to explain why. Because it's so important. So my next point is that every season you go through is connected to a level of faith. The season you're in, you're in right now is connected to a certain level of faith. But God is trying to get you to the next level. He's trying to get you to the next season. He's trying to get you to that next place of faith. And I'm going to explain why. So faith, faith is so important because faith is the key to unlock every door that God wants you to walk through. Jesus, as I said last week, he couldn't do certain miracles because people did not have faith. So there's, there's God is even God Almighty. He, he, he's restricted if we're not in a place of faith. He's not going to force his way in your life. He wants to bring things. He wants to do things. But we partner with God. We think God, we think God wants to do all the work. God has raised up his sons and his daughters to, to co-labor. You know? Amen. I love I loved when I was a kid and my father gave me responsibility around the house. He didn't raise me just to look at him do all the work. Dad, you, you better get the trash. I'm here, he goes to work, and he's cleaning the house too, and I'm just sitting there just watching him do everything. That's a bad father. A good father put, gives, gives, their child, gives their children responsibility so that they can grow, so they can mature. The same thing happens with our father. We go through seasons of testing because God is trying to get us to mature. We're trying to, he's trying to get us to, to grow. And sometimes you have kids that, that you know, they, they, they 20 something and act like they're 13. Because they never went through a season of maturity. Mama and Dada gave them everything they wanted, whenever they wanted, and they never got a chance to grow. And God doesn't want some adult children. He doesn't want us to be to to to, to depend, you know, on basically on, on not doing anything for ourselves and stay a baby spiritually. He's trying to get us to grow, but we have to go through this season of faith. Amen. 
Now I want to explain the glory. So I wanted to talk about the faith, but now you've got to understand that the reason why we go through seasons of faith is because God is trying to release his glory. You see, you're going to understand now why we have to go through seasons of testing. Like, why do we have to go through seasons of testing? The reason why we have to go through seasons of testing and seasons where God is trying to, to, to build our faith is because he's trying to get us to a higher level of glory. Glory. I'm going to say glory. God's glory is the anointing. It's God's presence. It's, it's more of his, his more of, of who he is in your life. God's glory is promotion. God's glory is your territory being increased. God will send people, you know, God will put you in position as a manager, then he'll take you into position as an owner. God wants to continually grow you and, 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 and extend your hands out. That's that look, but there are levels to his glory. There are levels to his power that he wants to release in your life. And sometimes because we don't know, we get bored. And, and when we get bored with God, we start digressing. We start trying to please our flesh because we're, we don't, we don't, we don't know this. We're, we're trying to replace God with something else. We're trying to replace a void. We're trying to replace him and, and trying to get something else to fill this void when we get bored. And every time you get bored with God, it means you forgot your purpose. Every single time you get bored with God, it's like it's boring, I'm just gonna just do what I wanna do. It's because you lost vision. It's because you missed the understanding of the season that you are in, and because of that, you're not faithful with what God put in your hands. Let's break down the glory a little bit more. 2 Corinthians 3.18. God wants to take you, man. This, this message today, is, I'm telling you, this, Lord. God wants to take you from faith to faith, but he also wants to take you to glory to glory. Look at this. It says, being transformed. If you go to the second one, it says, we're being transformed into the same image. Into the same image from glory to glory. Everyone say glory, glory. To, glory. to glory. Okay? So basically what this means is before God can release his glory in your life, the breakthrough in your life, the thing that you are believing for in your life, the, the, the new level of peace, the new level of joy, the new level of the things he wants to release to you, you first have to go through a season of faith. So this is what this means. Faith to faith, glory to glory. I talked this before, it was a long time ago. Faith to faith, glory to glory. So you say yes to God, right? You say yes to God. You say, God, okay, I give you my heart. I'm here. I'm here. Whatever you want to do. And God says, okay, well, now it's time for you to go through a season of testing. Now you have to go through a season of faith. And during this season of faith, God begins to work on the inside of you. He's dealing with your pride. Amen. He's dealing with your anger. He starts putting the people around you that are getting on your nerves and you want to go off and lose your mind. But God says, no, 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 I'm teaching you love. I'm teaching you patience. I'm teaching you all of this. This is what I'm showing you. Just, just, I know it's hard. You're going to, you're going to fall. You're going to blow it. You're going to, you're going to, but just continually just work with me on this, work with me on this. He brings you through a season of serving somebody that, that's just, that's, I mean, that's just awful. He'll have you have you in a season of working for a manager or working for a boss, and, and they are just they, 
I mean, it, it, it's torment, but you know God has you here and he's doing something on the inside of you. Ladies and gentlemen, that is that season of faith, that season of testing. And as, as, you, as you persevere, and as you are being obedient, although it's hard, it's uncomfortable, it doesn't feel right, it's taxing on your body, you know, you're like, God, I know you're showing me something, I know you're teaching me something, I'm going to show up on time, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay to the end, I'm going to do my best to love people when I mess up, I'm going to apologize, I, but, I, but I'm, I want to I I live for you, Lord. And as you are doing that, you'll reach a point where God says, okay, now it's time to release some glory. Now it's time for, for me to release more of myself. Now, because you can handle it. Now it's time for me to re release more revelation. Now it's time for me to release more of, of, of this thing that you've been desiring. Now I can entrust people to come under you. Now I know if I bring people to support your vision, you're not going to treat them like nothing. You're going to serve them too. I can, I can trust you with enlarging your territory. And that is called glory. Everyone say glory. glory. And then you get into the season of glory. And you're like, wow, this is great. This is amazing. I've always wanted to do this. Things are opening up. This is amazing. It's so cool. And all of a sudden, the Lord says, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the season. Now it's time to uh, get back to a season of faith. <laughs> Be because God needs to bring you back in a season of faith and testing because he's like, don't get settled yet. I got more. I got more for you. You see, I want to take you from glory to glory to glory to glory. But, but in between the glories, you got to go through this season of preparation. I gotta prepare you for the next season. So you know, so so in so in the time, you know, and I, and even during the season of testing, it's not like, oh my God, I'm going through a season of testing. No, you still have joy, you still have peace, it's great. God shows you things, you get stronger and stronger, your perspective on heaven changes. I, but what I'm saying is, is that it, the season of testing prepares you. The season of testing is uncomfortable, and he's always preparing you for the greater. Jesus said it like this. Jesus said in John, he says, I, he said, I have to prune you. You have to be pruned. And if you are pruned, you're able to bear much fruit. Everyone say much fruit. Much fruit. Much fruit. The fruit is the glory. Okay? So when a gardener would prune a tree, or would prune, when they prune a tree, they cut off the, the, the branches, they cut off all the dead stuff that prevents the tree from bearing more fruit. And so when God wants you to bear more fruit in your life, when God wants you to go to the next level in him, the next level in your life, he'll have you go through a season where he can cut off the dead things. Some of the dead things that are in your life that are a threat to your future. So God is working on the inside of you. You feel the pit, you, you, you feel the, the, the situations that you're in, but he is preparing you for more glory. Amen? Amen. Amen. And this is what Galatians 6, 9 puts it this way. Galatians 6, 9 says, and let us not grow weary while doing good. Let us not grow weary while doing good. This is the season of faith. This is the season of testing because the enemy wants you to give up. He wants you to give up in your season of faith. He wants you to give up in your season of testing. But it says that if you do not get weary while doing good, but, and then it goes on to say, for at the proper time, at the proper time, everyone say the proper time. Galatians 6, 9. 
and let us not grow weary while doing good for at the proper time, meaning the next season, we shall reap a harvest if we do not give up. If you continually push and you continually trust God in this season, even when you can't see what it's going to look like, even when it's tough and taxing on your body, tough and taxing on your mind, if you can keep going, you're going to persevere and you're going to step into that next season of glory, that next season of harvest because he wants to release something to you. So I want to transition into the story where Jesus prophetically talks about what it looks like to go through a season of testing. Can we do that real quick? Let's do that. This is so powerful because <laughs> this really, really goes in depth to what, to what we're going through. This is Matthew 25, verse 14. So this is what Jesus says. He says, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. Let me say this. Whatever season that you are in, you're managing something that God has given you. Whatever season you are in right now, God has put something in your hands to manage. What, ha what has he put in your hands? So he gave, he, he called his servants over and he delivered his goods to them. In verse 15, and it says, to one he gave five talents. Everyone say five talents. To another person, he gave two talents. And to another one, he gave one, each according to their own ability. Ability represents faith. God can only give according to your faith. You see, God wants to release more, but he first has to build your faith up. He wants to give you the thing that you want, but he has to get your faith to a certain level. And in order, in order for your faith to grow, he has to put you in a season of testing, a season of faith, because he's trying to build you up to get your faith here so then you can step into the glory of that level. Amen? So he releases, Jesus is saying, so there's a release of goods for the people that can handle it. God can only release what your faith is able to handle. And it says afterwards, it says, so, so this man gives all these talents and immediately he goes on, on a journey. This, this man who represents God leaves. Whenever you're going through a season where you feel like God is silent, have you guys ever been through a season like that? Where you're going through a time where it's like, man, God, I don't hear God's voice like that. What's, what's going on? It's because teachers don't talk during the test. So if you're in a season, you're like, God, I can't hear you like I used to hear you. I, I'm not, what's going on? What's, what's up? It's because the teacher is taking a step back to see how are you going to handle the very thing that I've given you. I've, I've taught you the tools. You see, the teacher's job is to prepare you for the test. A bad teacher doesn't prepare their, their students for the test and then gives them the test. That's messed up. We're taking a test, and we have, we have one over this the entire session, the entire semester. But a good teacher prepares their students for the test. So God has you in a season where, they, where he prepares us. He's a good father. He loves you. He'll give you the secrets on how to succeed. He'll give you wisdom on how to make it. He'll give you the support. He'll give you the strength. He'll give you the understanding of how to do it. And then when the test comes, he'll take a step back. Because I've taught you. I've shown you. Now is your time to make it happen. Now is your time to do the very thing that I've taught you how to do. Because God wants so badly to release more. He's like a father that's like, I just want to give you this. I want to give you this. But he's, he's a responsible father. And he can't give us something that's going to destroy us. 
God is so good. I'm telling you, God is so good. We wouldn't be here today if God was so good. You know, we, we had a, memories in the back. She was with us. Man, we, we served, I know some of you guys know this, we served under our, under our two pastors for 10 years. 10 years. I served under them for 10 years. I went through every season. I got married under them. I got started my business under them. I, I got ordained under them. And I went through every season under them. I'm talking about when I first met them, I was on the bus. I was living at home with my parents. I had nothing to my name. I had no dollar. And God said, be faithful with their vision. That's all he told me to do. He said, just serve them. I had nothing. I had no connections. I had nothing going on in my life but church. That was, that was it. I just, I just had church and that was it. And over 10 years later, I'm telling you, God has done some, many, miracle after miracle after miracle, provision and increase and promotion because I had to be faithful with what he put in my hands. I had to be faithful. I started off as a telemarketer looking at a white wall for like eight hours a day. Like no windows in this office. And God said, as I was taking a bus there, I'll take the bus to church afterwards. And, you know, I had to walk like three blocks in the cold. This is before Uber. Where, where were you back then? <laughs> where was Uber and Lyft when I needed you? Man, anybody relate to that? Like, where was Uber and Lyft when you needed them? <laughs> man, this generation, man, y'all blessed. You guys are blessed, I'm telling you. Like, but God was doing something on the inside of me. He was humbling me because I... Because I was, when I, graduated, when I graduated college, I was like, I will never, I said this in my life, I said, you will never find me at a bus stop. I will never take the bus. I took the bus all throughout high school, you know, and so after I got out of college, I, I was like, I'm never taking the bus again. And then all of a sudden, the car that I had broke down. <laughs> and I'm on the bus. And let me tell you where I was. Let me tell you how just shallow and just how prideful I was. I was so embarrassed because I didn't want any of my friends to see me at the bus stop. So I would just, I would wait, I would wait by the bus, the bus stop be here, I'd be like over here, I'd be like, like I wasn't waiting on the bus. <laughs> and then the bus come, I would run to the bus. Because <laughs> all my friends had cars. All my friends had cars and I was the only one that didn't have a car. <laughs> and so God started to break me down, guys. He started to humble me. He started to take so, I mean, he got, it got to a point where I didn't care anymore. I was standing from the bus stop like, like I went through a season for at least six months to a year where God stripped everything that was in my way, but it was the season where God was saying, I need you to go through this season of faith, this season of testing, so I can, so I can have you step into this next season of glory. I had to go through it because he didn't want me to be here now and be prideful. He didn't want me to stand up on this, stand up in this place and forget who's the one that called me here. You see, we all want this and we all want that and we all have these desires and dreams and those are great, but, you, but God is not gonna release that to you unless you can go through the season of preparation, the season of testing, the season where God is able to do a work on the inside of you because he doesn't want that to destroy you. Amen? Yes. So let me get to this, and we got one more thing, and, and, and we're done. So this is what it says. It says, verse 19. Okay, so verse 16. So let's see what happens. There's three guys. They all have something that the master has given them. Once again, uh, the, the, the master who represents God gives one of them uh, two, five, five, talents. Thank you. I can that. five talents. Five talents. The other one, 
Two talents. I'm glad you guys know the Bible. This is, this is great. Thank you. Um, two talents, and then the, the other one, one talent, okay? Let's see what they did. And I'm telling you that the revelation I want to share right now. I said revelation, Mike. The revelation that I want to share right now. Tell me. All right, okay. So it says, then he, then he, verse 16, then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. Wow, he doubled. And likewise, he who had received uh, two gained two more also. But he who had received one, this represents, I'm sorry to say, so many believers. So many people that, that, that are in the body of Christ, the churches all over the world. This is the reason why we're not seeing the increase like we should be seeing. This is the reason why we're not seeing the influence in the industry and the influence in politics and the influence in, 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 the, in our education systems and so many different things. It's because we do what this person did with this one thing that God gave Look at this. It says, but he who had received one went and dug in the ground and he hid his Lord's money. Don't hide what God put in your hand. I'm going to let that sit. I'm going to let that sit. There's something in your hand right now that you have been hiding. And God is saying it's time to get over the pride, the insecurity, the fear, the, the, the what if, the fear of this, the fear of that. And God is saying, I need you to, to be faithful with that thing that I put in your hand. What are you sitting on? What are we making excuses about? What are we putting off and, we, and, we, and we're being complacent with and we're stalling? What is that thing? Let's not hide the thing that God has put in our hands. Otherwise, we're going to lose it all together. And it's going to be too late. So it says, after a long time, verse 19, after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. Everyone say long time. Sometimes the seasons that you're in can be short. And sometimes the seasons that you're in can be long. But let me tell you this, the longer the season, the bigger the breakthrough. You better be excited right now. The longer the season, the longer that you have to endure. I've endured for 10 years. <laughs> Jesus, I've endured for 10 years. When I was 19, I, I've endured for 10 years. But you know what? It was hard going through the process. It was hard going through what we went through, but now I'm like, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You celebrate at the end. You're like, thank you for, for preparing me for this. The longer this season, the bigger the breakthrough. So verse 20, it said, so he who had received five talents and, and brought five other talents saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I've gained five more talents. And this is what God said. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. Now I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Enter into the glory. Enter into the increase. Enter into the promotion. Enter into the favor. Enter into the open door. Enter into the connection. Enter into the harvest. Enter into the overflow. Enter. Ooh. He also... 
He who had also received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. You see, it doesn't, we, we compare what God has put in our hand. It doesn't matter how, talent, how talented you are or how smart you are or, or how rich you are or how poor you are. It doesn't matter. He, the, the, whole thing, the whole thing about it is he, he just puts something in your hand. He, he doesn't compare the person with the five talents or the two talents or the one talent. It's not about what you have. It, 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 it forms of like quantity. It's just about the quality of being a steward of what God has given you. You can have a one-bedroom studio, and, and, and God, God doesn't care about anything else. He just wants to see how are you managing this place? How are you stewarding over this place? So then it says, verse 23. So he says, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Now I'm going to make you rule over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And the same thing happens to that person. And then the third person comes along. And this is where I, I want to get to. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's like, no, not the third person. <laughs> so it says, then he who had received one talent. You know, what are we complaining about that God has put in our hands? What are we complaining about? He got one talent. He's like, this, this is not a big deal. Like, who cares about this one talent? It may not be a big deal to you because it's small to you, but it's a very big deal to God. It's a very big deal to God. Because he's the one that gave it to you. You know, it's like, how are you going to give somebody a gift and they don't use it because it's, it's small to them? Isn't that offensive? Like, I gave that to you. Like, it's a big deal to me. If I give you something, you're like, oh, thank you, and it's not a big deal to you, that's offensive to me, right? That hurts me, that disappoints me because I gave you something out of my heart. What is God giving you that we are complaining about because we think it's too small? It's so important to God. It means everything to God. And this is what he said. He says, Lord, I knew you were a hard man, reaping where you had not sown and gathering where you not have scattered seed. And I was afraid, and I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Look. There you have, it's yours. So, this, this, is, this is what I see. Two people got something from God and they multiplied it during their season of testing. No, they're all in a season of testing. They're all in a season of faith. And one person, this is so powerful, one person, I mean, if you look at it from the outside, it doesn't look wrong or anything because all he did was just wait on God. I always thought faith was just waiting on God. God, I'm waiting. I know it's gonna happen one day. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. This is faith. Oh, it's not here yet. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting for that. And that's what he did. He just waited. I never thought waiting was a, was, was a negative thing. I thought waiting was a powerful thing. But then I understood what faith was. Faith is organic. Faith is action. Many of us have been waiting, and God is like, why are you waiting? Move. Go. I'm with you. If you mess up, I'll pick you back up. If you go to a wrong door, I'll close it. Don't worry about it. it like, I'll guide you. What are you, what are you just doing nothing? I have not called you to do nothing. I called you to be faithful with what I put in your hand. So this is Matthew 25. It says, but the Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and you lazy servant. Jesus, please don't say that to me when I'm standing before you. 
please don't call me lazy. Like, just anything. Please don't call me lazy, Lord, please. You wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. My goodness. Mm. I want to say this before we close this up. Stop complaining about what's in your hands and start being faithful to what's in your hands. Stop complaining about your relationship. Stop complaining about your kids. Stop complaining about your job. Stop complaining about the places where you, where you go to and travel to and you're a part of. Stop complaining and be faithful to what he's trying to teach you in those moments. Because that, that complaining, just like the Israelites, will have you repeat the same season for 40 years. They repeated the same season for 40 years because all they did was complain and gossip and talk about so-and-so. Oh my goodness. God is like, I cannot allow you to pass. I cannot allow you to go into that next season because the next season, uh, you'll, you'll lose your soul if I give this to you. I, I can't. Let's be faithful to what he's putting in our hands. I want to close with this. God is saying, it doesn't matter where you are in your life right now. I'm trying to put more in your hands. He wants to use you, but he wants you to first be faithful where you are, and he wants to use you where you are, and he wants to raise you up so that people will know that Jesus is real, that Jesus is alive, that Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But this is not a religion. This is a relationship with God. He wants you to walk in the power and authority and the dominion like never before. If you're bored right now, it's because you've lost vision. You don't know what season you're in. And God is saying, come back to me. And this is another thing. Every test that you fail, it's okay. God gets you ready to take it again. And he's with you again. And I've taken the same test many, many times just being married, you know, and, and, and different things that I'm going through. And God's like, no, you, you blew it. But I'm, I'm going to bring her back. And the situation's going to happen again. I want to see how you're going to react. And so the situation comes up, I'm like, oh my God, this is it. She's about to bring it up again. She's about to bring it up again. Okay, I get, okay I'm going to react this way now. Yeah, it's okay, babe. <laughs> you know, like, God will allow you to take the same test over and over graciously with his mercy and with his love because he wants to see past. I think God sometimes is, is in his way, almost like a, the easiest test giver. Like, he'll give you the, the answers on the back of the sheet. <laughs> like, God... Oh, thank you. You know, he'll tell you what to do in the moment. He is so good. He loves you so much. Let's just pray. Father, we receive your breakthrough today. We receive. Father, show us right now what's in our hands. Show us the things that we um, need to be faithful over. Show us, Holy Spirit. Highlight people's faces right now. Father, highlight places that we go to. Father, highlight relationships that we have. Highlight how we're speaking to people. Highlight our finances, highlight things that, that you know that, that you've, been, you've been just, just speaking to us about. Highlight those things, Holy Spirit. Show us what we need to be faithful over. And Lord, give us the power to do it. Give us the strength to do it, Lord. Give us the ability. Give us the hunger to wake up and come to you every single day, Lord God. Father, fill us up, Lord. Overflow, Lord. Give us a hunger for the Word of God. Who wants a hunger for the Word of God? When you, when you get bored, you have to ask God for it. God, give me a hunger. It's okay. He knows that you're bored. 
Just ask more of him. Just, 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 just be real with him. God, I'm bored right now. I need more of you. This, something's not right. Show me. Show me more of you. Let this be exciting for me again. Let me walk in the fullness of your love and your power. Let me want to spend time with you. Let me want to, Lord God. Give me that ability. And if you're here and you've never made a decision to receive Jesus, all you have to do is say, Jesus, I believe. I believe what you did for me. And that's all you got to do. And he comes and he makes his home on the inside of you. So, Father, have your way today. And everyone who is watching, in Jesus' mighty name.